0: Today's our guest is Eileen Prague from Bona West Capital. Welcome, Eileen.
1: Hi, thanks for having me, Rama.
0: Sure, sure. A little bit about Eileen. Eileen is the co-founder of Bona West Capital, where they focus on generating passive income through real estate syndications. She's on the path to creating time freedom for her family and two young children and believes real estate is the best vehicle that can help her and others achieve their, their dream. Eileen received her MBA from Northeastern University and has over 10 years of experience in the aerospace industry as a finance lead on several multi-million dollar projects. She's also the host of the five-day-per-week real estate podcast, How Did They Do It? real estate, where she interviews top experts in the real estate industry with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. So with that, Eileen, you want to add anything to your background?
1: Um, But yes, for me personally, the whole, the idea of real estate investing and getting into this space is ultimately to create enough passive income so that we can all get a choice in in life, right? We're able to choose what we want to do, the real estate investing is a tool that we've been able to utilize to get us to the to to our end goal um it's not it's not the the ultimate goal right but the ultimate goal is just to have that choice to be able to um you know choose where we want to spend our time for me it's personally it's with my family with my kids my my husband my parents um all my family and friends and the people where i want to want to spend the time with because in this life it's 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 not too long you know so we want to make the best of it and we want to be able to do the things where we find the most value for it. And so what are the tools and the steps that we can utilize in life to help us get to that end goal?
0: Got Yep. Yeah, thank you. So why real estate?
1: Real estate is one of the best places for us personally uh, when we were looking for different ways to create passive income for ourselves. Real estate really fed really met our lifestyle and met the goals that we are looking to achieve. Um, this vehicle, you know, most people who have gotten wealthy, who have been able to get that time freedom, have been able to build up that wealth. Most of them have been through real estate. Um, and so for us, you know, we like the fact that real estate is a tangible asset. You can see it, you can touch it. It's it's not something that, you know, it's um it's not just backed by paper, but it's something that you can actually see you're impacting the lives of the residents. residents, the people who are living there, the community. And then when like particularly in multifamily syndications where we focus our energy on um, you're, you're focusing on a business, you're able to impact the bottom line based off of how you perform as an operator to your investors. And so that aspect of it, having a little bit more of control of what's going to happen to your investment and making the most of your dollar, making go far and have a little bit conservatism in it. That's what we really like about real estate and the multifamily um, syndications in particular.
0: Got it. And uh, as an investor, a real estate investor, so what kind of strategies you are implementing to generate like passive income through real estate indications.
1: So for us, our our mentality and how we've been able to, or how we look at investing is we we try to work actively as hard as we can, because right now we're still in that mindset or that, not in that mindset, but in that mode of trading our time for money so that we're generating income. Um, we're taking that, all those funds, because I'm still working our def, a full-time W-2, taking that and trying to save up as much as possible and feel that back into other investments so that we can create and generate that passive income so that our money is working hard for us. And at the same time, we are also working hard for money. And with those two things combined, you know, we're able to accelerate our timeframe. We're able to achieve the lifestyle that we want by working actively as hard as we can right now, and then taking that money and then investing it passively, and then having our money work as hard as it can for us on the other side of it as well. And so we look at those two factors when we look at investing and um, financials.
0: Got it. So uh, I guess you invested multiple deals as a passive investors. So how do you pick you know, right deal for your passive investing?
1: Yes. So for us, when we first got started with multifamily syndications, it was a hard thing, a hard concept to kind of take a look at and try to figure out because not nobody in our in our circle, in our network had really done anything like that before. So it's really getting an understanding and educating yourself about the space and what goes in and out and what makes up a multifamily syndication and how does it work? And then from there, after you get your educational base, what we did was, you know, we listened to podcasts, we listened to books. Then we found a couple of sponsors that we vetted really well. And so the main things that we like to look at is we want to make sure we're evaluating the sponsors themselves first and foremost, primarily. Um, you know, we have to make sure we know, like, and trust them. And because when we're we're investing with them, it we're we're putting our hard-earned money and hard-earned dollars, putting it to work with somebody that we have to trust, that we have to like because you know, these investments are not liquid, they're going to be stuck there for quite some time. So you want to be able to have that good conversation, that good openness with your sponsor and making sure that the person that you are entrusting um, is going to be a good steward of your capital. So before we look at the deal, before we look at any numbers, we first do our due diligence and our evaluation of the sponsor themselves and their team.
0: Yeah. Great points. So hypothetical question. So what if deal goes south? So what options are available for as investors?
1: Uh, so, uh, I guess, can we clarify a little bit if I was in a deal and the deal that I'm investing in as a passive investor goes south? Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. I can say that. Um, so, I mean, at that point, you know, as a passive investor, you're you're still tied to that deal. Um, you're not able to pull it out, so you have to kind of ride out the wave along with whatever is happening in the uh, with the with that particular investment. Um, however, from a sponsor standpoint, you want to make sure that the sponsor is giving you constant communication and letting you know why the deal is going the way it's going. Is it something outside of their control that they're unable to? Is it some type of External factor that they nobody could foresee happening, you know. And what are they doing their best? And what are they doing to try their best to um, make the best out of the of a bad situation? And so it's that constant communication. So even if a deal is not going the way it originally was planned, as a passive investor, you know, I always want to know from the sponsor side of things and have a constant communication, having them let us know what the plan is going forward, um, you know, because you want to know what your what what's happening to your money money. What's happening to your investments. Um, and so you're always wanting that great communication from the sponsors to see, you know, Hey, although this is happening, it's kind of outside of our control, but these are the steps that we're doing to mitigate those risks. And this is how we're going to get there. And, you know, we're doing all that we can in order to protect your hard earned dollars. And then that's what we really want to see if things start to not go the way that it's planned.
0: Got it. Yep. So would you share any of your best passive investing experience so far?
1: Um, yeah. So a couple of them, we've had some of our best ones is, <laughs> well... Af- the expectation when you go into a uh, a syndication is the the business plan was to hold it between 3 and 5 years and you know at that time the the business plan will go full cycle they will sell it and as a passive investor you get to generate the passive income and constant cash flow um every single month and at the same time participate in the sale of um the property after it goes full cycle and then they sell it off and so you get to participate in the upside yeah. so if we invested one of the very first that we had invested with, um, invested in. We had had that full anticipation that it was going to be held for about five years. However, because of the current market cycle, because of the environment right now in real estate, they were able to accelerate that. And we were able to, within about 20 months, get our full dollars back our full investment plus the upside and so we were we made I think almost like 1.9 return on our on our um, on our investments on there and within 20 months and on top of that you know you still get your um, depreciations um, uh, throughout the whole period that you're holding that property and then and then at the same time once they exited we got to participate in the upside and so that was a fantastic surprise uh, that that had happened to us that we were really excited about and you know wanted to continue to do more of that and you know that's never the expectation is to to go full cycle earlier than the business plan and so when that does happen it's it's a, it's a nice surprise
0: yeah great awesome uh, would, would you also share any of your challenging passive investing experience so far
1: um, I wouldn't say ch- too many challenges because I think that you hedge a lot, you you mitigate a lot of those challenges up front by investing in those by doing your due diligence and and vetting the sponsors very well and building up and establishing a good relationship with the sponsors that you're investing with. So if you're able to build up a really good reputation or a good uh, relationship with them with a the sponsor and you're confident in what they're what they're able to to bring to the table so far, um, you know I felt like. Like we've done our, our, our the best we could at least to be able to invest with good quality sponsors, and so we haven't really faced too many challenges yet as a passive investor on on the deals that we've um, we've done. Um, because I felt like we, we did a lot of due diligence up front. Awesome.
0: Yeah. That is very, very important. So, it's, you know, instead of waiting for, you know, something go wrong, So it's better to start with proper due diligence and proactively, you know, do research. Right. So, yeah, great. So, and you, you are working on W2 and also you're investing passively and also you're investing actively. So how are, how exactly are balancing your, your time or, you know, other stuff?
1: Yes, so it's it's quite a lot of work to be able to do all that uh, to balance everything and um, because I also have the two little kids myself um, and it's it's a lot of work, but if you have a focus in mind and a goal and an outcome of what your life could look like and achieve, we focus on the journey itself and we we look at it as a as a fun journey because we're learning every single day, we're growing every single day, we're moving the needle, we're, we're taking steps towards our goal, Goals and our 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 vision for what the future looks like, and so because of that, we get excited to be able to do what we're doing, and that turns work into less work. I guess I don't know if you call it work at that point. It's it's, it's work, yes, but then you're enjoying the work that you're doing because you know that you're taking those moves, you're taking those steps to be able to achieve your end goal, and so um, you know we've been able to look at our. Our activities, tasks, and kind of break it out. And between me and my husband, we divide and conquer. And so, because we have a really good partnership and we're very open and communicative with each other, it's it's much much easier on our side that um, we have our supporting partners to be able to help and and appreciate the 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 jobs that each one of us does. And so, we've been able to tag team between you know the kids and and the real estate stuff, and then really just trying to be present in all the tasks that we're doing, um, taking a look at it and breaking it down into, you know, bite-sized goals on what we want to achieve. Although we have a big vision of what our life could look like, you know, but we break it down into a year goal. And then we look at it, you know, the 30, 60, 90 days, like um, one or one to two goals that we are actionable and that we can make steps towards that we can absolutely hit in those um, short time frames, And so that, uh, you know, we're able to continue to move forward. So it's taking a look at the big picture and then breaking it down into small bite-sized pictures and then just taking that one, two steps every single day and, and doing those continuous actions to be able to, to do this. Cause sometimes it can get kind of overwhelming if you're looking at everything as a big picture, but if you start to break it down to the bite-sized pieces, that bigger picture now starts to look much more achievable and you're able to tackle things and not get that overwhelming, um, overwhelming feelings.
0: Yeah. Good stuff there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So what's your take on real estate uh, demand or maybe next 12 to 18 months
1: I feel that within the real estate space there's still going to be quite a lot of demand for real estate because people are always going to need a place to live and people are always looking for you know great markets to move into we're still seeing a lot of people um, you know still a lot of movement around people are still looking um, for for good quality places to live and we can see it in the market that there is still an undersupply of homes to people who need homes to live in. And so that demand is always going to be there. There's more and more people, but not enough supply is being built and not not quick enough to support to support everybody who needs a place, a good, a good, nice place to live. And so for me, I'm still positive about um, multifamily, about real estate and seeing where the market is going. Um, I still look at it, I take it with a grain of salt. I still try to, you know, look at things uh, a little bit more conservative, be cautious about the investments that I go into. However, I still believe that in the long term, if you look at it, the long term out, the long term goals, real estate is still the best place to build up your wealth over a long period of time. It's not a get quick kind of rich scheme, um, but however, over time and with the compounding effect, uh, you're able to achieve and build up that wealth. Got
0: it. Yeah. Uh, what's your current focus And share something, Eric, about now.
1: So our current focus is, you know, we still continue to work actively, and then we're still continuing to invest passively as well. So, um, you know, between my husband and I, we're still working our W two jobs. However, we're still also actively working on the real estate um, sides as uh, sponsors and um, as operators ourselves too. And so that's really exciting for us because we're building up new relationships. We're able to also um, uh, provide opportunities to people around us who who see what we're doing, who uh, who like and align with our goals and our values at the same time. And it's really just, I'm super excited about the connections and the relationships that we're building up. And being in this industry and this market and and being around and surrounded by these people who have such um, open, abundant mindsets and being able to share all of that and be part of this community um, has been so exciting. And to be able to share this um, knowledge and also and bring our kids to it and just exposing them to what could be the possibilities out there for them, um, regardless of whatever they wanna do later on in life, but at least they can see what we're doing now. They have the, they're gonna have that, they're gonna have that background, that education and um that knowledge to help them propel, propel themselves for whatever they want to do later in life and so i'm just really excited about um, the present right now and just everything that's going on got it
0: yeah and uh, what's your take on like interest rates and you know inflation and cap cap compression so how do you see it next 12 to 18 months where it will yes. go
1: yes so with the interest rates we still see that you know especially in the last couple weeks or several weeks actually the interest rates have been rising quite, um, quite high. And so there's a lot of um, a lot of speculation about what might be going on and the continuing rise of the, of the interest rates. Um, so that that's making deals a lot harder to, to, to make work and to, um, you know, when you're doing the underwriting to make the numbers, oh, pan out the way that you're looking for because the interest rates are impacting it quite significantly. Um, however, if you're still underwriting conservatively and putting all those factors into into play and having enough reserves and protecting yourself, um, you know, in in the case of a, of something else happening, you know, and try to mitigate those risks, there are still deals out there to be had. There are still good deals out there. It's just harder to find. We just need to keep flipping over those cards and finding that one ace of spades, right? Um, And and to take a look at all the different deals out there and just keep doing our due diligence, keep looking at it, keep underwriting conservatively, because in this market, even though things are changing constantly, there might be a little bit of, um, you know, the interest rates rising, cap rates compressing. There's always going to be a deal out there. It's just how many cards you have to turn over to be able to find that one deal. but if we can consistently do that, you're you're gonna find one eventually.
0: Yep, yep. So, and uh, which one you prefer, bridge versus agency loans, based on current situation?
1: Uh, that's uh, it really. I mean, of course, it, the agency is the gold standard, right? Everybody wants to get agency debt, but it really depends on the situation and the business plan and how you're going to operate and how how you're protecting yourself in the event of something happening at this time. Um, so there's not one or the other. I think it all depends on the current situation and what the business plan is and how you're going to operate it. Um, I think that you know the deals are still. You're still able to make things. Work. Um, If you put those contingencies in place, if you put enough reserves and you and you look at it with enough, um, if you enter a deal with enough cautious and a strong team in place, um, I think either one of those could still work out. But you just got to approach each one of them cautiously and protect yourselves on the back end. Yeah, got it. So any one advice that have impact on you? One advice. um, So I would say that it would be, you know, opening up the mindset and to get over um, your limiting beliefs, because over time, you know, we have a lot of these limiting beliefs that are holding us back. For example, you know, what we were just talking about, about real estate and the volatile environment and interest rates rising and cap rates compressing, Um, you know, we can focus on the negative side, but if we can also look at the positive sides, because even though it might be harder to find deals. However, if we continue to flip over those cards, there's going to be one out there, you know? And so it's, it's, it could be looked at as, Hey, let's all like stop what we're doing. Or it could be looked at as, Hey, there's an opportunity out there for us to find a potentially really good deal. And so it depends on how you look at it and getting over your limiting beliefs and, and, and not letting that be the focus and opening your eyes and the possibilities of it out there and what you could actually do if you can constantly you know put in the effort putting those consistent actions over time and then seeing what the outcomes would look like got it yep so any any books that impacted your life and what way so i would say the book the think and grow rich book um and i think that one was fantastic because it, it talks about that it's uh Looking at life holistically and investing in how you could impact, how it can impact you just by, you know, changing the way you think about things and how you look at the world and and your investments and, and everything. And so I think that that book is a great, fantastic one to read. Cool. So how about you giving back to community? So we do also a uh, podcast ourselves. And so we share our um, interviews with our listeners uh, for people out there who are looking to gain some more education within real estate, about life, um, mindset. And so we talk about and we just share a lot of information, just free content out there with the people who are interested in learning and to just um, wanting to share our conversations with them and because we're so fortunate to be able to have great guests to come on our show and to to share and talk about it and so we just want to give back by also sharing those conversations with um you know the listeners as well and so i think that's one of the ways that we we like to give back
0: awesome so how can listeners can connect with you Aiden?
1: sure so if they're interested in learning more about passive investing we have a, a checklist of video series that we've put together about how we do due diligence as passive investors ourselves how we evaluate deals and sponsors so they can go ahead and download um, you know, that series there. If they visit our website, bonaviscapital.com forward slash checklist, and then they can, they'll can they get a couple of emails from us and reach out anytime by through email as well. It's Eileen, A I L E E N, at bonaviscapital.com. I'm happy to be a resource and to chat with anybody out there about real estate and passive investing and um, anything at all.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you so much for having me, Rama.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those.